0: Hello everybody and welcome to another enthralling edition of Saints Radio here in the, well it's not really the middle of the month of April anymore, this is the 20th today, isn't that amazing? How incredible and you know for all of you Floridians we've already gone and started to cover our uh, orange trees and uh, our, our our various tropical Fruit-bearing plants because it's supposed to get down to 36 degrees in the morning. It's uh, it's it's a regular Florida and Arizona ice ice uh, global warming warming event. So uh, how can that be? How can what be? How can be cold like 36 degrees. This? I don't know.
1: Cause I got a text from Annette first thing this morning saying we're supposed to have a frost in the morning, but I just don't know how that can be.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, it's uh, it's got to be a sign from God in some way. Um, but we're nice and warm up here in the booth, and as I mentioned in the uh, the pre meeting chatter, we have our little buddy Scarlet here with us today. She's she's checking out all of the things on the floor right now just to make sure we're in safety and in perfect measure of uh, approval.
1: else she's looking for crumbs that maybe Scott or Rick left up here on Sunday.
0: Well, <laughs> if you're looking for crumbs, I would stay over here near where Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wick sits. You wanna come up here? Okay, come on up. You have anything you want to say for the people? Anything? No? Okay. Whoops. <laughs> she, she slipped on the, on the slick surface of the desk. That's for all of you animal lovers, which we know there are many. And um, we're just happy to be able to connect with you today. Oh my goodness! There's so many things happening in uh, across the across the globe, and um, each of them are indicative of a uh, of a tremendous the tremendous shift in the Father's timetable that we've been talking about for a couple of years now, and. Um, you know how how is that anyway? You know how what what does what does that have to do with the things that people are doing right now? And you might say, well, you know, the unrest in our country is something that's been burgeoning for for quite a long while. Well, that's true, but it's it's not uh, been manifesting itself um, in the way that it has, and I, and I think. I think transitions in the spirit realm are like the changing of season and there's something in nature which proclaims the glory of God that triggers the, uh, the germination of seeds that have been planted. I remember one time many years ago uh, Shay taught on I think on Voices about the, uh, the prism of, of light from the sun and when it's more oriented to, to purple. It, it ignites the the beginning of the seed process germinating. And so when we as sons in the timetable of, of the seven spirits, uh, we begin to reflect on what has happened and what is coming in a, in a way that that also indicates the germination of seeds. So we've been talking about God's transition for quite a while. and we've been trying to prepare ourselves for what's coming in a new way in, in what God's doing in 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 a new way in his end time timetable. So um, a lot of the things you see that are germinating and and manifesting themselves across the country um, are it's not that God wants them to happen. But the laws of the spirit realm dictate that they begin to manifest. I know that's a bunch of. That's not even chit chat.
1: It's pretty deep stuff.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know,
1: it's interesting you talk about the unrest and. I mean, I know that. For us particularly, just the evil is heightened. And unrighteousness, it's, it's just heightened because we're we are hypersensitive to it. But I was, I, and I, I've probably shared this, but I've been going through watching the, the series, The Crown, over the last couple of months. Watched it when it first came out, but I just, I feel such a, a burden, if I might, for the United Kingdom and for what God wants to do there and so i started it over because it's it's very historic i mean there's still, i hope that it's accurate as accurate as it can be but the point that i'm trying to make is um, a couple of weeks ago i watched the episode where kennedy um, had visited queen elizabeth and Philip, and the royal family and him and jackie were there and and the, the whole episode was about that and then subsequently he was assassinated but he gave a speech in that episode, and I don't even remember who he was addressing but what and and it must have been his last speech that he made but when but but when I listened to that speech, it was like he was speaking of today mm. when he was talking about division and unrest and things that were happening in the United States, and it was just so sobering to realize that um you know, I mean, goodness, I mean, you look back through history just since you and I have been alive with unrest, with Vietnam, you know, all the different things that have happened over the course of history. But um, for whatever reason, maybe because we're closer and you can you can feel the, the um, you know, the lines are getting thinner, I guess I should say, for us between you know heaven and earth and things are just real they're just very real and um, and yet I think sometimes I forget that culture and and just this country that we live in has gone through so many cycles of change and and unrest and I guess it's just the nature of living in this carnal world but that's really not significant to anything that you said it was just kind of an awakening to me that his last speech was just so poignant and addressing so much of what we see today because history repeats itself so
0: yeah it's uh it's definitely um, a unique thing to witness history and it's so funny to it's not funny that's a bad choice of terms it's it's alarming to see revisionist history that's being that's being promulgated right now and um, it's It's definitely a communistic theme um, to destroy the values and the the histories of the people so that a new scenario could develop. Um, But it it does remind me of in the Bible, in the Old Testament, when Israel would decline and um, then all of a sudden... You you read about the priests taking the scrolls of the law and everybody's standing there all day listening to them read it. And then they weep because they had forgotten that that was what they were supposed to be. And, um, you know, I think I think to some degree that's been a tactic of the enemy. I mean, to get people to really lose sight of and to forget what God wants of them. And, you know, it's just like what we as saints have uh, discovered over the over the past years where all of a sudden, you know, as we're praying, God brings a reality to our attention and shows us things in the word that we think, wow, this is what we're supposed to be. This is what the spirit says. And, um, and you think it's been there all along. How in the world? did we not see that? And it's over the course of time, things are forgotten. And it's what the enemy, it's the way the enemy maneuvers, which is characteristic of, we don't know how long ago in in the book of Genesis that the serpent said to Eve, hath God said. And at that point, we don't really know how many well, years weren't really a factor then, I guess. how What length of time had passed between when God originally said that to her and to Adam. But there was enough of a time gap that she was able to almost act as if she didn't know the reality of what God had said. And was willing to accept this new concept which was really a twist and wrong and wicked and I I think that that's always a tactic of the enemy where um, he's dependent upon people not knowing or not remembering what the truth really is and instead accept this substitute quote-unquote truth and that's what, that's what we're... Uh, you mentioned the 60s, and uh, I, I remember just as a, a little boy hearing um, the different speeches or, or fragments of them that would talk about how we didn't need to notice a person's skin color. And Martin Luther King's famous line that a person should be judged by the character... Of of who they are rather than the color of their skin, and now it's kind of twisted to where, you know, we're back to color of skin. We're back to uh, only this time, it's the white people that are bad because of the color of their skin, and you know, I, I even remember listening to those old songs by the Temptations people moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of their skin. Run, 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 but you sure can't hide. And, but now it's, it's the same is being brought that was protested against in the 60s, and now the protests are to accept racial divisions and to castigate different groups according to whatever their skin color is. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, even hearing Biden talk about Jim Crow 2.0, he lived through Jim Crow. He knew what Jim Crow was, and certainly what Georgia was pro- proposing was was not in any way Jim Crow. I mean, it's 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 like George Orwell wrote: "Whoever controls the meaning of words controls society," and it's just it's ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But it's all about the demonic agenda and what we, um, what we choose to forget, what we choose to rename, and what we believe um, is really uh, the truth, discarding all the other truth that God laid out. Or, or certainly the truth that was discovered in our histories you know when when a lot of my relatives came over from ireland at that point the irish were the were the dredge of the world you know and the reason there were so many police officers was twofold the irish couldn't find other work and there were some who felt well you know we're being abused so we we should get into the into the police departments so that we can have somewhat of a say as to what goes on and that's why you know like in the 20s and 30s all the policemen in the movies were were Irish and it, even the paddy wagon you know was that's an irish term you know it's it's the, those uh, st patrick all all the we're going to put all the irish in these police wagons so remember in the movie signs with Mel Gibson, when he was talking to that alien, he said, we got the paddy wagon out there. And he said, paddy wagon? <laughs> he kind of joked. It's a stupid phrase, but it was a slur. And, you know, when I was a kid in Pittsburgh, it was the, the Eastern Europeans and the Italians that were mocked. You know, all we had all we heard all kinds of jokes, Pollock jokes and um, Irish, uh, Italian jokes. And now, you know, it's just, you, when we went to Africa, my God, you know, we were in uh, Uganda and Idi Amin had just wiped out all kinds of different tribes of people who were opposed by his particular agenda. Rwanda, you know, where, where one tribe rose up and killed the other tribe, just massacred hundreds of thousands. And when, when we visited um, South Africa, um, you know, you had racial unrest there, but it wasn't white people. You know, they were all uh, wound up as they should have been that just the week before we arrived, there were like 40 to 50 people from Zimbabwe, all Africans, black Africans, who were, um, who were murdered because the, 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 the tribal folks in South Africa didn't want them there. So race is, is a problem, but it's not a white problem alone.
1: Well, just think about the Holocaust. The, Holocaust.
0: Well, the Jews have been maligned for centuries. I was watching a, a thing with Katie um, Stanley Tucci, uh, does has done this program where he's touring Italy for culinary things. So he goes to different parts of Italy. He, his both of his family units were Italian, and so he speaks Italian, and he's well known there and all, really heralded as you know an Italian son who did well. But he went into uh, Rome, and in the fifteen hundreds. There was this area of Rome that was the ghetto where they made the Jews stay, and they were only allowed out to work, and um, then they'd have to be back by, by I think midnight. They had a curfew, and they developed some really unique dishes. Like they were, they didn't have much money, so they developed like an artichoke dish that's fried up in, in um, garlic and oil that's just wonderful but the reason that it came about was because the Jewish people that's all they could afford and they tried to be creative with how they cook these artichokes and they they had some of this and Stanley Tucci was saying oh this is wonderful this is amazing um but you know today kids are being trained that Any problem with racism, any problem at all, is all due to white people. And that's just not true. But if the history is slanted to teach people that, then, you know, mathematics is white supremacy. And, you know, everything else is that. And it's just so short-sighted. And certainly, for we who are Christians and we recognize that the Spirit of God is in every person, and that we need to become heavenly citizens and function on behalf of what God wants, Um, that's really the issue. If the enemy can keep people fighting against one another and rewriting uh, doctrines of what the spirit realm is and what people are, then you'll never come into a knowledge of what God really put you here for. And I think as we're in the end of time, that's really the agenda. Um, I was reading quotes by Mark Twain. Mark Twain said, two most important dates in people's lives are the day they were born and the day they realize why they were born. Mm-hmm. But really, I'd add the third, which is important beyond every other thing, it's the day you're born again. Yeah,
1: when you choose. Yeah. Or God, well.
0: When you accept, accept God's yes. choosing in your life. That's uh. That's a very interesting Very interesting thing. And it goes back to something that Uh, that I mentioned in that kind of roundabout message that I spoke on Sunday which was all over the map Gabriel speaking to um, Zacharias that from the angelic perspective we need to uh, recognize that we're supposed to be preparing a people who will partner with the plan of God and um that's really the the essence of the saints scarlet was imbibing there rather humorously and noisily but it sure was cute to watch so um we as saints need to We need to get back into the places in the spirit realm where God has commissioned us to serve him in our intercession.
1: Yeah, amen. This is not a battle with flesh and blood.
0: No, we're not wrestling with that.
1: No, and it is so easy to to step into that realm and and step right out of the effectiveness of... Our function and purpose.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was
1: I was reading yesterday, and and I read something about John Wesley and uh, Martin Luther. I was just talking about just back in that day and the things that they were establishing and. This, this author was just really touting the fact that both of those men prayed two hours a day and and I thought you know there was a day when we would not let a day go by that we did not pray two hours a day just focused intercession and it really not I mean I mean, Jesus said, could you not tarry one hour, but I constantly, you know, there's a lot of things to do and and we keep ourselves busy. But if one thing that I've realized is, I was just talking about this this morning, is that if I get into that mode and I'm not doing the work of the Lord out of that place of rest and just intimacy with him, just dwelling in his breath then I just exhaust myself. And so we have to, those have to be our priorities is that we commit obediently to, not just commune with him, but from that place of commune, commit our lives to prayer, to intercession. It's so easy to get busy.
0: Yeah, and and you know, I've noticed and I'm sure you have too that there are different types of responsibilities that I sense during my intercessory times now that are at least from my perception quite different than when we all first began it's it's I don't want to overgeneralize things, but there was such an, a newness when we first began, and we were basically learning various aspects of how to function, and you know, and and there was such an urgency not to miss anything, and certainly to understand what we what we were, were doing and it was so even our the things we anticipated time wise were a little bit skewed because we hadn't really understood that you know just because we'd just come online doesn't mean that God's in any hurry right and it's, it's not that things have dissipated but i think one of the reasons that you mentioned people need to be praying more you know that 2 hour reference and that was that so accurate but one of the reasons that people lose their fervor is is other things creep up and we invest ourselves in other things and um but we also don't realize that God's not always going to be in a shout-fest. He's not always going to demand of you that you're bobbin and weaving and swinging swords and fighting. Um, you, you may not have dramatic visitations of the angelic and if that's what you deem as being the signs that validate your prayer time, then you're going to be really disappointed and you might give up. Or if things things happen and you invest yourselves um, in your perceptions, uh, you know, the disciples were always doing that in the scripture. You know, they would see something and they would figure that this is okay. It's time for the for the Messiah to do this. You better call down the lightning, you know. And Jesus just kind of blew him off because it was just a, an immature thing. And but if if he doesn't call down the lightning, or if the election doesn't go the way you think it should, then maybe all this prayer was nonsense anyway. And so we're not going to pray. And, and I've noticed, like, you know, I remember many years ago, we were fighting for the very existence of the saints. That's why there was so much warfare. I mean, it was, we were entering into territories and, and home bases of our identity in God that the enemy had populated and he didn't want us there. But once you establish that, it would be like saying, well, America's not America because we're not fighting the British anymore. Well, we fought the British. And we fought them a couple times on this continent. But we've moved on now. And the British are our allies, so we're not fighting them. And because we're not fighting them doesn't mean that we, uh, we've lost our identity as a nation. No, we, we now are, are a nation. So our revolutionary battles in that regard are done. And because they're not here, doesn't mean we've lost the vitality of the nation. I don't know if that makes any sense.
1: It makes total sense. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, we've talked about this just recently that I have found just over this last season, this last year, that my warfare has really been more in standing mm-hmm. in identity and function when he when when he calls to that. Um, but it, it always uh, it always comes like this weekend, I mean, this weekend, for me personally, was a battle. I was doing some warfare. I don't know what it was about. There was just stuff in the atmosphere and i just could feel my spirit contending for the faith of the saints and you know you just kind of feel that just a a little bit uncomfortable it's it's and and it was like that the whole entire weekend there wasn't anything that manifests there wasn't anything that some demon didn't come out of the wall when i was in prayer you know it was nothing like that but i it always takes me back now to are you going to stand and are you going to stand in who you are and who you know you are in God and your identity and, and your function as a saint. And then also in just the revelation of 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 prayer and supplication and what that means for us. And so much of it is about waiting on the Lord and then releasing prophetically from that place of supplication. And, and I, I just, I'm so thankful for the revelation that he's given us about prayer and about our function in prayer because you know way back in the day we were not undisciplined we did what the spirit was leading us to do and it was very effective but he has he has taught us so precisely over the years about our prayer and and how we function in that and and it has changed mm-hmm. and so as we go into this new season where where you see we're in a new season and God is beginning to creatively unveil prophetic prayer for us for what he has for us in the days ahead and it's not going to be like it was but i mean we're yeah the foundation of it is going to be the same and we're going to function in the gifts and all of that but it's just there's a new thing he wants to do there's a deeper thing he wants to do and I'm just so thankful for the foundation of what we have and just understanding prophetic prayer and interpretation and those kinds of things. Because I love those times when the spirit is there, the angels are there. And, and, you know, you just it's just like a (laughs) just a bastion of unknown tongues and and diverse tongues that just fill the atmosphere. But we have a responsibility in that. And Mm -hmm. and so it's. It's, I don't know, it's just a different day. It's like I know when I'm praying in tongues, when I'm praying in diversity of tongues, and it's an atmosphere like that, I have a responsibility to go before the Lord and wait on Him and, and attempt to interpret what has happened. Yeah. And um, do I miss those days where it was just a free-for-all love fest? And <laughs> yes, I do. But this is every bit as intoxicating
0: yeah if if you view it that way if you view it that way and you commit yourself that this is where God has brought you this is your path has led you to this in the pathway of maturity and service and and I think even um, this theme that we've been being given by the Spirit concerning understanding and and the breath of the Lord and how we need to have that, which you you receive that um, come here buddy come here um, you receive that um, that insight about the affections, set your affections on things above um, it, it really is a maturity to where the spirit when the spirit begins to commune with you um, and and to build upon the things that you've learned. You know, the bastion of understanding that God gives us that is ever-increasing but, but unchanging. Um, God breathes new things to be processed through that and upon that. And that's a maturity level. And it feels different. Yeah. It feels different because there is responsibility aligned with it um you know in the early days we had responsibility but it was more discovery our our responsibility was to embrace it and to make it a part of our existence now we're functioning on the basis of those things and it's really you know when when people become mature physically they then allow themselves to reproduce and that is a role that is endemic to the survival of the species. But we, as when we become mature in the Lord, God then wants to birth new things through us. And that's a different thing than having just been born and you're running around like a kid in preschool learning what it is to be alive. But tomorrow, I, I think, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, live, we're going to talk about how understanding and wisdom, spirit of wisdom and revelation, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that aspect of wisdom and the connection between the base of Sophia wisdom and the ongoing revelation of phronomos wisdom. And and I think that is a big thing for us Because as we're in this year of the prophet and we're functioning as prophets, not just as prophetic people, but as prophets, God took a year and a half to really infuse in us an understanding of grace and supplication. And now he is really infusing in us an understanding, a deeper understanding of wisdom and understanding. And why is that important? Because the enemy always tries to destroy the prophetic by turning judgment into wormwood and eliminating grace and wisdom. And so the point I'm going with at this, and I'll touch on this tomorrow, I don't know how much time we'll have on it, is that in the parable of uh, the, the ten virgins, the foolish ones are moros they have abandoned the pathway of partnership revelation with the Lord. But the wise ones, wise it's is phronomos. That. Yeah. And that means that they are engaged as mature ones who are hearing freshly, even though it seems like the Lord has abandoned them, even though it seems like these are dark days. He, he has delayed his coming even though it seems like what good is it for us to keep our, our lamps filled with oil and our wicks trimmed. During that time, those that are functioning in that deeper measure of waiting on God to hear what His Spirit is registering uh, in, in fresh revelation built upon what we know. All ten of them knew. All ten of them were there. All ten of them knew there was a Lord coming. They knew there was a feast. They knew that they had this lamp, and they knew that they had this wick. And they, they all knew that. They had a base of understanding. But the ones that fell were the ones that jettisoned the program. They said, we don't need this wisdom. We don't need this mystery. You know, we, we opt out of that. There are others that can provide for us but the ones that were going to make it in were faithful even though it was rough and they were receiving that fresh breath but it did that that whole process of them all waiting was not fun i mean it was it was rough it was difficult there were all kinds of questions but yet who made it Who who succeeded to see the Lord coming? Who came into the feast? Those that preserved not only their foundational truth, but continued to commune with God in his mystery process and who allowed that spiritual relationship in the depths to keep fueling understanding. Yeah, there were still a lot of questions. (laughs) <laughs> but that's kind of where we are. And it 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 doesn't feel boy back in the day we had all the answers, didn't we? Man, we we were we were getting these wonderful visitations. Gabriel was there and you know, we could see the enemy great fields of conflict and battle. What were we doing then? We were like fresh troops brought into the fray. We were like young um, young, talented draft picks that come on to an established team. We were fighting in battles that others had prepared the way for. We were kind of like the Elishas in the timetable of the Lord at that point. Now we're believing for the Elishas to come along and they will, but we are the graybeards you know we are it's kind of like in that movie i've mentioned this so many times because it's so prolific you mentioned kennedy that movie 13 days that depicted the cuban missile crisis and john f kennedy was there with his chief advisor that was played by uh, uh kevin costner and then bobby kennedy was there and um, kennedy said gosh i wish it was just some old guy we could call to tell us what, what to, to do, do? And and Kevin Costner says, "We're the old guy," <laughs> and it's true. I mean, will we maintain our focus and our devotion in the Lord in this point that He has brought us to, that He has trained us for, and that He's called us to manifest? Yeah, um, it's different. But it's God. And a key point is to find to find that spark in the ma'ah. You know, you think about that Song of Solomon passage where the lover comes and puts his hand in the hole of the door. And, you know, what does the lover say? I, you know, I've just gotten ready for bed. I'm, I'm clean. I don't, I don't want to get up. Now, who says that? I mean think of that this is a passionate lover and they they're there and they say no I don't want to, I don't want to do that but it was a different it was a different responsibility but when they finally woke up and their maa they were moved the maa was calling them to a duty and when they finally got up and realized hey I missed it isn't that right scarlet yeah hey I missed it are we in that position where we're saying, you know what, it's bedtime, I need to rest a little bit, you know, I'm all, I'm all secure here. Bet you when they describe that, I've got my bed, I'm clean, this is my routine, I'm established here, um, I don't, I'm not saying this very well. But to find that spark when the ma'ah, when that friend is, is saying, okay, I'm here. I want to commune with you it's different than when they're out frolicking in the park and when they're skipping and leaping over the hills mm-hmm. and I think we're in that time frame and um, so can we find that spark now um, some people can't or won't and they're, they're, they're always wanting some new thing because it's exciting but the key to this is finding the excitement in hearing him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful, if, if, you're, if you're deemed as faithful, that means you've been at it a while. You're, you, nobody can say you're faithful if you've just done it once. Faithful says, you've been at this a while, and I know I can trust you. And you've stayed devoted to the ways um, that, that I've patterned. Finding that is our excitement. Isn't that right? I can tell when I'm saying something annoying That Scarlett puts her sweet little face up here and just looks at me.
1: You know, I, I find that. I just, I find that in his presence. And I think that there's something in me that doesn't ever want to neglect his presence and and I, I you know I know it's more than just dwelling in his presence but to me dwelling in that place is where everything is found it's like agape and it, it's something that is dwells within us as we as we exist and it's uh, it's just the most it's the greatest treasure of our life. I mean, I can't even imagine. I don't know how people do it without it. I, I'm not making sense, but you know, you talk about just that spark of. It is a spark of romance. I mean, it's 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 just that ever burning fire flame that is burning inside of us. That God forbid it ever goes out. But that's our responsibility to keep that wick burning and to keep that oil filled. And Lord, I don't ever want to forsake that. That to me takes precedent over every measure of warfare, ev- everything, yeah. because to me for that, from that place is where my function lies.
0: Yeah. You think about that. If you're trimming the wick, you're trimming something that burned brightly in the past and some people just look at the wick and they say I want this thing to come back to fire again but you've got to trim that back and find a new thing and to me oil is your commune Mm -hmm. and your point of pressing and um,
1: so when I you know I said that about those two godly men about them praying at least two hours a day when I read that I thought well that's not that I mean that's wonderful that, I mean, that's a wonderful testimony, but I mean, it, it didn't like shake me like, whoa, I can't even imagine that because to me, God has so graciously drawn us in to just such a, a passion just to dwell in his presence 24-7. I mean, just to, to be in that place of presence. But I guess the key is, is, is knowing when to move. You know, knowing how to respond because, you know, one of the things God's been really trying to teach me is to find, well, it started with finding joy, but to me, joy is purpose. His joy is purpose. So finding joy, finding purpose in the ordinary, in the mundane, and the when things don't look like they're lighting up and happening is for me to find that joy in that place so that I'm always ready to function. And he's really been hitting me hard with that because um, that, that that's our existence. You know, if we're not on a plane traveling to a foreign country to go and minister, or, you know, if he has us here, grounded, <laughs> are we finding joy in what might seem mundane or ordinary? to the natural eye. Well, none of it is without significance, Is without purpose. Every breath, every moment that we have, there's purpose in. And so this has really been an interesting discussion.
0: Yeah, it has been, um, but I think it's a necessary one.
1: See, so many people, they, they think ministry and when i say ministry being a servant of christ being a servant of the father that's ministry it's not standing in a pulpit all the time you know there's ministry is your life is what he's where he's placed you it's just how you use it and but so many people if it's not glamorous if it, you know if if it's not just totally ignited with fire then it's not significant mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, you know it's it's funny because that I spoke yesterday to the Brazilians, and Yawali, um, you know I, I don't often do this, but we were getting ready to do it, and I said Yawali, what what's the Lord Ben saying to you? And he said, Well, I found this verse, this verse about um, uh, Lord, I don't you know we cast out devils in your name, and that we uh, we ministered prophetically and you know we've seen great demonstrations of power and he said depart from me I never knew you and I said okay we'll speak on that today and so I spoke about that and that's so important because how do you know somebody you know you you know somebody by spending time with them but you know somebody by communicating but but shared experiences that um, there are so many factors of knowing that have nothing to do with the explosiveness of exactly and so that at at the end of time that's the thing that we're we're going to enjoy as our entry point into him exactly and that's not necessarily, what you were just saying, um, the big demonstrations of excitement and...
1: It's like, how, how are you stewarding his presence when nobody's around? Yeah, When nobody's looking, when, when nobody's watching you, when, when you don't have a mic in your hand? When, how are you doing that? And because he's in those moments. And I mean, as intercessors, we don't have to have, yes, it's wonderful to have be surrounded by intercessors and have that atmosphere of of intercession and diversities of tongues and all of that. That is, I mean those those moments are priceless, but in the everyday walk, how are you stewarding his presence, his spirit in in your home in your and your car and relationships that he has brought into your life and in your work, your workplace. Yeah. And Mark Burke and I were talking about this just briefly on Sunday. It's it's really and, and you know, as I'm just finding more significant moments just in my everyday life. Because I'm telling you, the world needs there they they want the real they want the authentic they that's 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 what will change the heart of of man and so
0: scarlet is fascinated here folks i wish when we get this new equipment one of the things we've talked about doing that the, the gentleman suggested was having a a camera, a small camera up here, not one of those little HD cameras, which are nice, but a a small camera so that some of the things we do can actually be videoed as well, which is going to be important because we're wanting to expand a little bit and have roundtable discussions with people throughout the network that can then be seen. But um, Scarlett has been very different today. She's been very observant of of things going on in the spirit. And um, it's funny how over the years she's, she's done that. So I'm sorry you haven't been able to see that, but it's been an added blessing to us today. Well, um, we're almost out of time. Is there anything that, Excuse me. that we need to announce? or anything we need to bring forward? Sorry about that. I'm, this, this cold front has generated some sinus issues.
1: Yeah, it's been pretty bad in the last couple of days. Uh, no, I would, I would say that um, our sweet friend Robin is home from the hospital and recovering and resting we just once again want to give the Lord glory and thanks for the way he has brought her through and just continue to pray for her that she continues to gain strength and health and life and vitality and we just are believing that this is over and finished and and she is going to be whole and healthy from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet and um, Robin if you're listening we love you, and we so much appreciate who you are, and uh, really what, really more who you are, but also what you do on behalf of the saints. So we're so thankful for that. Amen. Yeah, and thank you to all of you that just rallied and just rose to the occasion to to pray for her. I tell you, it is it is a continual encouragement to to be in this army of intercessors and saints that that know what's important and and truly rise to the occasion and and pray so i can't think of any announcements it's are we in the fast of feasting month we are so continue to honor that and um I don't really have anything.
0: Scarlett, is there anything you want to say?
1: We ask that you would continue to pray on on behalf of just the wisdom that Pastor and Brother Scott and Fabian would have in the purchase of this new equipment. And remember that this is on behalf of really um, just teaching to the uttermost parts of the earth and that god would really open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing (laughs) of provision to be able to cover the expense of it and i know he's going to do that so if you could just keep praying about that that would be terrific
0: amen i hear some morning doves cooing somewhere above us in the roof um or maybe that's maybe that's a sign from the holy spirit uh, I, don't, I don't think i've ever heard that in when we've been in here um well okay yeah we'll be uh, in regard to what monica just said I, i'm i will be trying to communicate with uh saints network about what we're looking at and to put the uh, um, put the appeal out for uh, you to be sensitive to what the lord would have you to do a number of you have already before we called you answered but um it it truly is exciting what this New, these new capacities um, of, of the updated equipment will afford us in the way we can reach out and the way we can present the things, so many of them, which the Lord um, had been telling us to prepare for. And so, um, anyway, exciting times. Please don't, don't abandon your calling to pray. Keep, keep your focus on your eternal calling. And don't, um, as you walk by faith, don't walk by sight. This is so important. Uh, God is in control. And um, our mission as sons and as saints in prayer is still the same, Amen. even though it's evolving. So God bless you all. Thanks for joining. We'll look forward to uh, reaching out again very soon. And until then, God bless. Goodbye.